All right, everybody, welcome into another wonderful edition of the Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast. The first ever Fantasy Fat Boys Podcast that rallies around the playoffs. It is playoff time. Fantasy football season is over, so to speak, unless you're in a dynasty or a keeper, which it never ends. Um, or if you're going to be doing a playoff uh Fantasy leagues, they are out there. DFSs, yeah, d- daily daily leagues. Um, yeah, it's so um, it's playoff time. We had a wild week seventeen to finish it out. A lot of a lot of guys sitting that would have normally played. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of big performances from unexpected names. Um, so, without further ado, let's go ahead and get right into the big performers from week seventeen. Your top three quarterbacks: number three, Justin Herbert, three hundred and two yards passing, three touchdown. Uh, three touchdowns through the air, nine yards rushing with one touchdown. Number two, Kirk Cousins, 405 yards passing, three touchdowns, one yard rushing, and one touchdown. And your number one quarterback of the week, uh, Cam Newton, 242 yards passing, three touchdowns, and 79 yards rushing. He your, can pass? Uh, apparently he can pass. That might be the first time he's been over 100 yards in a while. Uh, your top three running backs, J.K. Dobbins. 160 yards uh, rushing, two touchdowns, no receptions. Number two, Derrick Henry, 250 yards, two touchdowns, no receptions. And number one, Jonathan Taylor, 253 yards, two touchdowns, one reception for one yard. Killed it. Killed it. Top three wide receivers, Antonio Brown, 11 receptions, 138 yards, two touchdowns. Five years in reverse here. Yep, yep. Number two, Marvin Jones Jr. Eight receptions, 180 yards, and two scores. <laughs> Seriously, we're just bringing back time. We are. Uh, let's bring it back one more time. Number one, Brandon Cooks. 11 receptions, 166 yards, two touchdowns. Wow. A blast from the pass there for wow. your, your top three wideouts. I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to the scoring of output of most players, so that's kind of crazy. To you me. want to talk about a name you haven't paid attention to. Top three tight ends, number three, Farrell Brown, five receptions, 48 yards, one score. <laughs> uh, number two, a guy who we've been a lot of people have been waiting all year to have a breakout game, Chris Herndon. Two years. Yeah, two years. Seven receptions, 63 yards, one touchdown. And Hang number on, before, one, before you jump into one, could Adam Gase being gone from the Jets, could we finally get to see the breakout of Chris Herndon next year? Adam Gase being gone from the Jets does not hurt a single soul. It helps everybody in the Jets uniform. Jets fans are doing cartwheels. Um, I'm sure Trevor Lawrence would be more apt to go there now that Adam Gase is gone. Um, but I, we'll have to wait yeah, and see how that plays out. Yeah, we'll, have to, we'll wait and see how that plays out. Your number one tight end of the week, Darren the Baller Waller. Nine receptions, 117 yards, one touchdown. I couldn't, you know. Drive down the field one more time in overtime. Well, the Raiders not covering the spread may have hurt some people, but uh, nonetheless, um, I, we're going to get into the playoff bracket, and Walker and myself are going to um, not only break down this week's game, but we're going to break down our full bracket, predict a Super Bowl winner, predict a Super Bowl score, and a Super Bowl MVP. Now, we're going to break down every game this week in detail like we have for week 15, 16, 17, um, but... We're going to go all the way through the brackets, all the way through. And those games we won't break down nearly as hard because we don't know if they're going to come true or not, just our gut feelings. Um, but before we do, um, it's only fitting since the regular season has come to it, come to an end that we talk about some regular season awards here. So let's start with the first one being the Defensive Rookie of the Year. Chase okay. Young. Chase Young. Chase Young was the number two overall pick in the draft. 
makes a lot of sense. He had 39 tackles, five and a half sacks, nine tackles for loss, three forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, and three pass passes defended. Great year out of the rookie there. A lot of a lot of the reason why the Washington defense has been as good as it has. I'm gonna say not so fast, my friend. Jeremy Chin is the defensive rookie of the year in my book. Coming straight from Southern Illinois University, former Saluki for mm-hmm. us Illinois mm-hmm. fellas. Um, got drafted in the second round of the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. 95 tackles, two tackles for loss, five passes defended, two fumble recoveries. And he had a touchdown, a couple touchdowns this year, I believe. Um, if anybody's going to dethrone Chase Young, it's Jeremy Chin. I just wonder if Chase Young is going to win it just because of the fact that he did perform to his draft ex- expectations and he was a top two pick. And made the playoffs with his team. And helped his will his team to the playoffs. I mean, that definitely makes a big difference. But at the same token, you know, the Panthers lost – Luke Keekley, they lost um, a lot of names there on defense. Everybody expected them to be terrible this year, which they weren't good. Um, they would have been in the running for a playoff spot if they played in the NFC least. Um, Shit, everybody would have. So um, Even the Falcons would have. Not the Falcons. Um, but nonetheless, Jeremy Chin made a huge impact on that Carolina defense. And as somebody who sees that team twice a year, he's definitely a name that I'm going to be – you know, maybe even a little fearful when Atlanta rolls into Carolina. So, to me, it's down to those two, and it's not even close to anybody else. It probably is Chase Young's to lose, um, again, because of the draft stock uh, and the preseason hype. But Jeremy Chin uh, has been a stud and came out of nowhere there in um, Carolina, so it was good to see. So, yeah, I think we're pretty much in agreement there. Okay. Um, who's your offensive rookie of the year? Oh, offensive rookie of the year. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go with Justin Herbert. I think he had a phenomenal year. Came out, uh, didn't get the starting job. Got it. Uh, you know, unforeseen circumstances got him the job. But I definitely, I think he balled out enough to get it. He did have. He did have several good weeks. Now I, I wonder before I tell before I say mine. If Joe Burrow doesn't get hurt, was it Joe Burrow's to lose? I think so. Burrow was having a really really good year. He had that one real bad game. Against the Ravens, but I think it was. I think he was going to continue to improve throughout the year. Absolutely. So I'm going to agree with you only because of the simple fact that you rarely see anybody outside of a quarterback win Offensive Rookie of the Year. My gut tells me that I want to say Justin Jefferson um, should be the Offensive Absolutely, Rookie of the Year. Absolutely, he should be. 88 receptions, 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns. I mean, everybody thought that Minnesota's offense was going to fall out a little bit as, as far as passing after Stephon Diggs left. But realistically, Justin Jefferson came in and had a better season in Minnesota than Stephon Diggs did the entire time he was in Minnesota. Yep. Um, so, you know, my, my, my vote, if I was to be voting on it, my vote would be for Justin Jefferson. Um, but if I was a betting man, I'd put money on Justin Herbert simply for the fact that you don't oftentimes see that given to a position that's not a quarterback. That is true. That is true. Okay, I have to say, before we, before we cast our votes on this last one, which is the MVP, that I was woefully wrong this year, and I have to apologize to you um, because I've been getting your hopes up all season long that Russell Wilson, Danger Russ, um, was going to be the MVP. Uh, he fell off, and he fell off hard. Um, I, I, I just don't see Russ... 
I don't think he gets a vote again. I don't think he does either. I mean, he ended up being the this number six quarterback overall in fantasy, um, which fantasy numbers do carry. I mean, they don't carry weight as far as MVP voting go, obviously. But obviously, the better fantasy season you have, the better your odds of being an MVP are. Um, and that's why my vote goes to Josh Allen now at this point in time. Um, I, I think Josh Allen is, has, has taken over the division there. Um, in, in the AFC East, I think, um, I think he's, he's put up an amazing season, second year in the league. And well, I thought I was going to be a sneaky snake here by saying Josh Allen myself. Cause I figured you'd go with the obvious is Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. But yeah, I think Josh Allen won it. Uh, he took, he, uh, he came out, his biggest knock was his accuracy coming into this year. He proved that he upgraded that and everything else. Um, I think Josh Allen uh, definitely won himself an MVP. Uh, he got he went out and he had, they got Stephon Diggs for him, and Josh Allen balled out, won the won their division, uh, moved into the two seed of the AFC. From um, mistake, correct me if I'm wrong, but then they have the a wild card last year going in, obviously because then the Patriots win the division. Uh, last year, yes, yes, last year. So they came from a wild card. I think the sixth seed last year to the number two seed this year winning their division. So, yeah, I definitely think Josh Allen winning, wins the MVP. Now, now my question here is uh, – I, I, I have to pre, pre, pre-context this a little bit. I, I think Patrick Holmes is out this year. It, his team's been great, but he's done a lot less than he has in years past um, and because he didn't have to do as much. Uh, but we both, we're both in agreement that it's Josh Allen's t- to win. Josh Allen had 43 total touchdowns, mm-hmm. or 45 total touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers had 51 with five turnovers. Why Why is Aaron Rodgers not the MVP? Because that's what Rodgers does every year. And he, I think he's got a – I don't want to say he's got a better supporting cast, but he definitely has a better supporting cast with uh, I mean, the, Adams the and Packers have a run, The Packers have a run game, whereas – the run game in Buffalo is Josh Allen. Yes, and I think that's another reason that puts him over Rodgers is his rushing ability. But you say a better cast for Rodgers. Granted, Rodgers has got Devontae Adams. But in the same token, Josh Allen had Stephon Diggs this year. He also had John Brown and Cole Beasley. Aaron Rodgers had Robert Tanyan. I mean, the argument, at least – Listen, I'm not a Packer fan. I'm not a I'm not a Packer lover. I, I I root against the Packers every chance I get. But Aaron Rodgers had one of his career years this year. Took the Packers to the number one seed in the NFC, um, and has his team looking like like really strong Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. My question is, if Aaron Rodgers played in the AFC or he played in a in a a different city or whatever is his. If he played in a city where the spotlights were always on, a Los Angeles, uh, a New York, someplace like that, is his vote possibilities go up? I would assume so. Playing where you know all all lights are on. I mean, but you think about it, Green Bay, all lights are on the Packers. They when are. It comes to football. They are. I just wonder if if Aaron Rodgers had the season for the Dallas Cowboys or or somebody like that. If that if that drastically changes and puts his name higher. Absolutely. He, he should it, it's going to come down to him and and Josh Allen in my mind. Um if there if it was possible for somebody not a quarterback to win it, I think I think Alvin Kamara should be the MVP this year. Um you know, just with what he's done this year, 
Um, uh, granted, you know, the, the Saints had no Michael Thomas for the longest time. They missed Drew Brees for several games um, and never missed a beat. And a lot of that was due to the fact that Alan Kamara had a career year. Yeah. Um, then again, same token, Derrick Henry, eighth player of all time to rush for 2,000 yards. Is his name at least in the conversation? I believe it is in the conversation because he, I mean, just look what he does. I mean, he's just a monster out there. He and he does it so quietly too. Like you just expect it from him. absolutely. And I think that's what keeps him possibly from winning it is that you now, the way he ended last year, the way he did this year, you just kind of expect it from him. Yeah, now. You, I think he's the type of player you look at him and say, oh, he had 110 yards rushing and a touchdown. Wow, why do you have such a bad game? Um, which most other running backs would be saying that's a great game. Right. But for Derrick Henry, we expect to see the 200-yard rushing, three touchdowns. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the MVP comes down. Obviously, it's going to go to one of these quarterbacks. Um, but nonetheless, um, very interesting to see. All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get into these playoff brackets. Um, obviously, the Chiefs got the, the one seed. They get a first-round bye in the AFC. The Packers got the one seed, get a bye week in the NFC. Um, the rest is wide open. A lot of teams playing some great football right now. Um, so without further ado, let's start with the very first game on Saturday. Uh, it's the Buffalo Bills hosting the Indianapolis Colts. So um, what what do you what do you make of this game, Walker? Um, who moves on in your mind, and um, what, what's the reason behind it? Um, I think I think it's going to be a decent game. It'll be fun to watch. You got the Colts have a very good defense. Uh, the Bills are just so red hot right now. Their defense has been, you know, struggling just a little bit. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I just don't think the Colts can have enough firepower on offense to stick with that team. So, I'm going to go with the Bills. And a, um, I, I do want to put it out, they were a seven-point favorite to start the week by Vegas odds. Um, I just think the, the Bills come out, and I think it ends up in almost a blowout. I'm thinking maybe 10 to 14-point blowout. So I'm, I, I definitely think the Bills win. Um, I, I think the Colts' defense is good enough to mess around and stay in the game for at least the first three quarters. It'll be interesting to see if Josh Allen and, and company can turn it on in the fourth and pull away. Um, but you got to remember, Phillip Rivers is a, is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's been there. Um, this will be Josh Allen's, what, second game ever in the playoffs. Um, I, I believe they got beat last year in the wild card, if I'm not mistaken. No, you're, you're right. Um, so I, I, I think Phillip Rivers, um, his experience um, will play a part in this game. Again, it's, it's nice to see Jonathan Taylor turning it on at the right time for the Colts. Um, I definitely think that helps them again. And, and the Bills' lack of a, a run – run game might hurt them a little bit here. I do think the Bills end up winning. I think they win by a touchdown. Um, I think it's going to be closer than what, what folks give them, the Colts give get credit for. Um, and I think I think if I had to play an MV, place an MVP in this game, I know we're not, we ha- didn't in the regular season, but in this in the playoffs, all bets are off. Josh Allen's the MVP. Pretty pretty easy in my mind. Absolutely. I, I 110% agree with that. It's it's definitely Josh Allen in my mind for that game if they're going to come out. I mean, Stephon Diggs will have to turn up too, but I think it has to be Josh Allen. So we're, we're both in agreement that the Bills move on here. So your next, your next Saturday game is uh, your Seattle Seahawks at 340 against the Los Angeles uh, Rams. In Seattle. In Seattle, which definitely will help uh, a little bit there with Seattle. Um is golf going to be back? See, now that's the question I have too. Is golf back? Is cut back? Cuff, 
Cup was on the COVID list this week. Uh, Jared Goff had that surgery. Even if Goff's back is Goff back to 100%, obviously not. He just had thumb surgery two weeks ago. Right, but I don't think you're coming back 100%. He's a gamer. He's going to play if he can. I think he does. Uh, Cup is another name that is just, if he plays, he, Cup kills us a lot. Um, our defense has stepped up lately. Um, Seattle was a four-and-a-half-point favorite when the, the game opened. Um, everything everything – Mm, God, I think Seattle walks away with it. Um, I think it's going to be close. Divisional game, playing an opponent third different time. I think it. I think it's close, but I think Seattle walks out with it. So <clears throat> my take on this is, if this game was being played in Week Seven, when Russell Wilson was dominating the league, when those receivers were snapping off every week, um, I, I I would think this would be a blowout. But the Rams' defense has been uh, astonishing the second half of the season. Aaron Donald's getting pressure. Um, Jalen Ramsey has been – Aaron Donald lives in Russell Wilson's backfield. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, the running game for the Rams is back on at this point. But, again, Seattle's defense has stepped up. Um, did Cam Akers play last week? I, I'm not sure if he did, but their running, their running game has been significantly better regardless. Um I just think if Jared Goff's playing, this is a close game that would be a field goal, uh, possible separation. Um, but I, I just I, I have to say that I think Seattle ends up pulling it out. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth game all game. I'm sorry, Walker, you're going to be in cardiac arrest by the end of it. Um, but I do think your Seahawks end up scoring last and, and moving on. Um, but I do think it's going to be a closer game. And – He's a free agent. He's got a lot to play for. I think Chris Carson's going to be the difference maker in this game. Chris Carson, we definitely need to step up, um, especially with Carlos Hyde was inactive last week. Richard Penny got some more moves. Um, yeah, I think uh, my MVP of this game is going to be DK Metcalf. Think- I think he. I think he. He has a lot to prove. He wants to break that curse against Jalen Ram- or uh, yeah against Ramsey. So I think DK comes out. He's had a couple down games. I don't want to say bad games, but he's had a couple down games. I think Jay- I think um, <laughs> I think DK Metcalf comes out as the MVP. Of this if game. the Seattle game has if it if it has to go through DK Metcalf this week, I think you guys lose. And my reason behind that is Russ has been turning the ball over a little bit this year, more so than he has in years past. And if Jalen Ramsey gets the opportunity to make a couple big plays down the stretch, I think he's the only guy that could slow down J- uh, DK Metcalf. He has been the only guy this year to slow him down. So I, I just I think Seattle wins, but but there's a lot of different ways that I could see Los Angeles taking this one. It's not as clear cut and dry for me as the last game was, but we are both in agreement here. All right, so your last game Saturday, uh, your seven fifteen game, is the Washington Football Team traveling, or excuse me. The Washington football team hosting a winning record team with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'll go ahead and take this one first. Um, Tampa Bay's in this year. Tom Brady, you know, going out to prove that he can do it outside of Bill Belichick's scheme. Um, Washington making it in with the comeback story of the year, Alex Smith. Uh, probably coach of the year candidate, probably, too. Probably coach of the year, absolutely. Ron Rivera definitely deserves that in my mind. Um <laughs> This will be the first place that we differ. I have a feeling, Walker. But I'm I, you got to take an upset someplace, um, and 
So you're taking Tampa Bay because that would be the upset. They're the lower well, seed. Well, they are the lower seed. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm going to take the, the Washington football team. And my reason behind that is, is when in, historically in his career has Tom Brady looked bad? When getting pressure and he's got to run. When getting pressure and he has to hold the ball for a little while and, and, and let for, wait for receivers to get open. Granted, he's got an amazing receiver cast. I'm not sure the secondary in Washington can keep up with all three of them. Now, granted, I don't think they're going to have Josh Evans or Mike Evans this week. Mike Evans had that knee hyperextension. I haven't heard how serious it is yet. Um, but if, if, if Mike Evans is able, has to miss time, I like Washington's chances significantly more because they will be able to cover Antonio Brown a little bit better. They will be able to stay with uh, Chris Godwin a little bit better. Um, but there's just there's so many weapons there um, on the Tampa Bay side if everybody's healthy. Um, I, I just think that if if Washington can get pressure and get to Tom Brady, Washington's got a really good chance to win this game. Um, yeah, I absolutely want to pick Washington here too. I think they have a good shot. But Tom Brady's track record, Chase Young said something at the end of the game, like, I'm coming for you, Brady. I didn't quite catch it all. I think Brady comes out, and I think Brady takes care of business, and I think it's, I think it's a lot closer than what the, the Vegas had at an eight-point spread. I think it's a lot closer than that, I do. And I, I just think Tom Brady finds another way to win and moves on. This game is going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be an absolute blowout where Tampa Bay wins by three scores – or it's going to be a game separated by a touchdown or less. Because if Brady isn't able to just dominate this game, it's going to be close. I, I said Washington was going to win, so if Washington wins, I have to pick Antonio Gibson as my MVP. I'm picking Tom Brady as my MVP. That's just I mean, it's, it's Tom Brady. You're in the playoffs. It's crunch time. It's, let's, it's do or die now. Understandable. That's, that's completely fair. All right, so there's our first difference. I've got the football team, and you've got the Buccaneers. All right, so uh, moving on into Sunday, the Sunday slate of games. The first game of the day on Sunday, you've got the Tennessee Titans um, hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Outside of the Buffalo Bills, the Ravens may be the hottest team right now. Um, But on the opposite side, you've got the hottest player right now in Derrick Henry. Um, It's going to be a really entertaining game. I think this game all depends on what uh, Lamar Jackson we end up with. If it was the first half of the season, Lamar Jackson – Tennessee mollywops them. If it's second half of the season, uh, Lamar Jackson, this Ravens team is scary. So I'm going to let you pick a winner first in this game, and then I'll, 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 I'll hear your reasoning, and then we'll go from there. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. I just think they, they run that ball. They had so many rush yards last week against or in their last game. I just think I like the Ravens. They've been red hot, and they're going to be tough to beat. They got the defense. They're – one of the better, I don't want to say better rounded teams because they still struggle in the past, but they have so many dynamics. They got a great defense. They got a, a great running QB. They got a great running back. Uh, they do have that uh, breakout wide receiver in Marquise Brown. So I think the Ravens do just enough. I just don't think the Titans defense has enough to, to handle that rushing offense that they do. I think the Ravens take it. Um, it's, it'll be a close one. I think, uh, let's see, I have the Ravens probably by three. We'll go with about six. I think they win it by about six. Um, I know the line opened at three and a half points. So I do think the Ravens cover that spread, and I think the Ravens end up winning by uh, 
by about six or seven points here. So that's definitely uh, that's definitely valid points. That's fair. Um, the one name you left off there in Baltimore that I think could be a difference maker in this game is Mark Andrews. Um, however, I think the formula to beat the Chiefs is similar in how you beat the, the Ravens. You keep the ball out of their offensive hand, offense's hands. You wind down their defense, and you and you run the run the crap out of the ball. And what team better is there at that than the Tennessee Titans? That's what they did last year and beat them. That's exactly right. Um, so the formula is there. It's definitely a revenge game for the Ravens. But um, I I tend to believe that Derrick Henry stays on his on his on his hot streak. I think Derrick Henry's the MVP, and I think the Titans beat the the Ravens in a close game. I uh, I'm put, taking. Uh, uh, Mark Andrews, actually, I'm going to take as my uh, MVP of that game. Hold the phone. I, we forgot to tell the people, Walker. We have a bet on our playoff bracket. On the bracket in total, Super Bowl, all yeah. the way up, most games won. We're going to call it the hot, shot bra- the hot Shot Bet. Hot Shot Bet. It will be a shot of hot sauce on air. We'll record the video, post it on our Facebook page, and we'll also we will do the shot prior to recording – that week's episode. So the the Tuesday following the Super Bowl, we will do a hot shot bet completion. And the bigger that this is going to continue our bets. The bigger the bet, the hotter the shot. We're going to start out with something basic that you just find in in your household. Uh, that's what we're going to do for this one. But uh, later down the road, we're going to get into our bigger bets of like the season, which player ends up the season bigger. Uh, we did have one earlier this year between. Um, Devontae Parker and Robert Woods. Yes, and that one got null and void. We said if anybody misses two or more games, it becomes null and void. I believe Parker, Parker missed three. Two. Yeah. So, but yeah, this will be our hot shot bet. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I don't know if I am. Uh, this is, makes what two differences in our brackets already? It does. We definitely do have two two differences. And the funny part is, we were talking about this prior to recording, and I think we're we're in close agreement to. Of what we had moving into the Super Bowl, so yeah, yeah. So, so this be, is going to be the make or break. Money this, this, here. The second round will be the make or break. Yes, I absolutely, agree. Absolutely. Um, so um, the, la- the the second game in the Sunday series is the New Orleans Saints hosting the Chicago Bears. Now this one's a tough one to choose. This is tough. Um, again, a lot of it's going to depend on who plays. If New Orleans gets Kamara back, I, I think they- and Michael Thomas back. Is Michael Thomas due to come back? Oh, he was. He due was. To come they back. put him on it three weeks ago. That way, he was eligible to come back week Absolutely. one of the playoffs. You're right. You're right. Um, so I don't know if he is or not. It all depends. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, uh, I, Let me see if I can figure it out. Mitch, Tr- Mitch Trubisky's been playing great football right now. The Bears have found out how to run the ball a little bit uh, behind David Montgomery. Uh, Allen Robinson's been a stud. Um, you know, the Bears were one of the only teams that. It, they got lucky if they if they lost. They had, they needed to win to, to secure it and have or have a loss. They got the loss, so they 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 lost week seventeen. They Arizona still, had to lose. Yeah, Arizona had to lose. Um, so they lost. Um, they lost, and they're still finding their way in. Um, I, man, this this is a tough one. It really is because that Bears defense can be absolutely devastating. Um, and their offense is playing better football right now than they have all season. Um, man, I wouldn't see, be surprised to see this game go um, either side, really. But but I'm going to go with the Saints um, being the number two seed. If Alvin Kamara plays, the Saints win. 
And I think I think Alvin Kamara is going to have to be the difference maker for them to move on. So I'm going to take New Orleans here, but I'm not I'm not sold on it. I if, if, if now I'm going to obviously I'm going to say the Saints are going to move on. But the Saints will not move on if both Kamara and Michael Thomas miss. I agree. I agree. If Michael Thomas and Kamara play, I think the Saints win in in, in pretty much a landslide. Um, I I just don't I understand that the Bears have found somewhat of an identity in that offense. That Saints defense is, is pretty, pretty good. It is. And it is. I just I don't think their offense can match up, obviously, point for point with that offense. Um so I'm going to take the Saints, and I'm going to take Michael Thomas as the MVP of that game because I think he's going to come back. He's healthy. I think he only had to miss really one week, and I think they knew that they didn't. They had a shot at the one, but they didn't have a shot at the one. So I think that they were sense. in regardless, so it yes. made sense to sit him and get him at full strength. I agree. Um, so our last Sunday game of week one is the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Cleveland Browns. Now, this will look a little different because it will not be Mason Rudolph uh, against the, the Browns, which the Browns did just beat them. Um, but the Browns weren't able to put up a bunch of points, um, which I think I would have been able to pick Cleveland here if they would have devastatingly destroyed the Steelers last week. Ben Roethlisberger coming back. The Steelers will put up more points. Um, but I'm going to let you pick this game before I pick. I was leaning leaning the Browns' way when these brackets came out um, Sunday night after the last game. Well, I mean, the brackets had been out. But when that game got set, I was leaning the Browns. I really thought the Browns were going to take the momentum. They're like, oh, first time in so many years we made the playoffs. Then COVID struck that team again. They're missing their head coach that just broke out today that he tested positive. So that one hurts a little bit. Um and then they have this offensive lineman. I can't I, for some reason I can't remember his name. Longest tenured Cleveland Brown guy, starting offensive lineman. Waited, I think they said seven years. He's been tenured with the Browns, so he's waited seven years to make the playoffs. He doesn't get a play now. Test positive. I just I think missing your head coach, missing a starting lineman, you already couldn't put up a whole lot of points against the Steelers. If this game were to somehow get postponed, I would lean the Browns. But I think the Steelers take it, and I think the Steelers take it pretty nicely. I, I'm just not – I am I, I can't – the Steelers a bit, they're so hard to pick because they looked great for 11 weeks, but they really didn't play anybody. Right. And then all of a sudden, here we go, loss, loss, loss. Uh, man, it's tough because – what outside of the defense? What is the Steelers' offensive identity? I mean, it would make more sense for them to be a run team, but they have no run game. But they could. James Conner's a stud, um, but they're missing offensive pieces this year on the offensive line as well. Um, and the, on the opposite side of the coin, the Browns do have a really good one-two punch in their running backs. They got Kareem Hunt. They got Nick Chubb. Um, Jarvis Landry's playing great football right now. Baker Mayfield's playing great football right now. Um, and granted, I know Ben Roethlisberger wasn't there, but the defense was there for the most part in this last game. And I know, I'm not saying that what well, they end up scoring 16 points. Uh, something. 16 points isn't enough to beat them with Ben Roethlisberger playing. But <sighs> the season series is split, if I'm not mistaken. Each team won a game. Correct. Um, I'm going to say Pittsburgh, but my heart tells me it should be Cleveland. Um, I just don't have any faith in the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
um, whatsoever. Um, I'll, I'll take Pittsburgh, and I'll say that, that James Conner is going to be my MVP in hopes that, that he plays uh, and has a good game because that's that's really how I think uh, uh, Pittsburgh wins. Um, I always forget to pick my MVP. I, I think a Chase Claypool is going to be the MVP as the Steelers win. Okay. I like it. Uh, left guard uh, Joel Benito was the yes. guy's uh, was the lineman's name. I feel so bad for him, man. He's been he's been waiting all this time to finally get to play a playoff game, and now he has to miss it. Maybe they'll win one win one for the skipper. I guess yeah, that, that would be all right. Yeah. All right. So um, my AFC looks like the Chiefs hosting the Titans, and the Buffalo Bills hosting the Steelers. Yours is. Chiefs hosting the Ravens and the Buffalo Bills hosting the Steelers. Okay, so let's 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 move on to the let's let's get our AFC all the way to the Super Bowl, and then we'll break down that NFC. Okay, so you you've got the Ravens at the Chiefs. I've got the Chiefs at the Tennessee Titans. So let's save that one for last. Um, we both have the Steelers playing uh, traveling and, and playing Buffalo. Um, again, we're not really going to spend a whole lot of time breaking these down, um, but I think Buffalo. Is playing great football again. I feel like Pittsburgh's kind of falling off a little bit here. I really didn't want to pick them in the wild card round. I'm not picking them here. Buffalo moves on. I'm not even going to break anything else down. Buffalo moves on. All right. So, um, obviously, two different teams here. Um, do you think that the Ravens beat the Chiefs? No. I think the Chiefs – the Chiefs have been playing two competition, so I think the Chiefs move on. All right. So, you've got the Chiefs. I'm going to also agree that I think the Chiefs beat the Titans – uh, and move on. So our AFC championship game, um, we're both in agreement on, is the Chiefs against the uh, Bills. Yes. So right now our difference games from the <laughs> AFC, not counting the, the AFC championship. Well, you have the Titans over the Ravens. So that's difference. And I think that's the only difference on that side of the bracket. On that correct? side of the bracket. Okay. That's the only side. All right. So um, you've got the Packers against the Buccaneers. I've got the Packers against the uh, Washington football team, and then we both have Seattle against the Saints. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, same thing here. Let's let's stick with the game where we have the same. Um, let's let's hear you first. I want you. To, I want the pressure to be on you because this is your team. I don't want to. My heart says Seattle. My rooting says Seattle. I don't think Seattle has enough firepower to go into New Orleans and beat the Saints. So I'm going to take the Saints over the Seahawks. <laughs> Um, I, I, it, might, it might just be me. I hate this lower right side of the bracket with the, the Seattle Rams uh, and the Saints and Bears. I'm not real sold on any of these games, and I'm not sold on Seattle versus New Orleans. It's a game where I could see it going either way. Um, two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks matching up. Um, I, I just think, again, for me, the difference maker is going to be Alvin Kamara as long as he stays healthy. Um, again, we'll break that down next week if that's how if that ends up being the game. Um, but I think I'm in agreement with you here that New Orleans moves on. Um, I'm not going to debate the Packers against the Washington Football Team. If you want to debate the Packers against the Buccaneers, that's fine. I'm I'm moving Green Bay right on along. Um, I'm going to move Green Bay on also. Um, I, I think if Green Bay has to play Tampa Bay, it's going to be a close game. I just don't think Tom Brady can get it done in the up there in old Lambeau Field. I think that's the difference maker. If if it was vice versa and they were moving down to Tampa Bay, I'd probably take Tampa Bay to beat them. But I think the Packers. Tampa. Are it's worth noting Tampa Bay absolutely destroyed Green Bay earlier this season. Absolutely, absolutely destroyed them. It's only Aaron Rodgers' only bad game of the year, really. Um, does that? I, I think he fixes that and moves it on. 
Okay. I have no. I have no. That's once again two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks going at us. So our our our, our final four teams are the same: Chiefs, Bills, Bills. Packers, Aints. Okay. I'll let you take a side, and you tell me which side you like want to start with here. Well, the, the, my favorite matchup is going to be the Chiefs versus the Bills. I think that's a phenomenal game. But I'm going to break down the NFC because that's okay. that's that's where my team's at. That's you know the team that. Um, so I like uh, I like the ah oh, man, it's tough. It really tough. is. Like I'm looking at it, I'm like I like the Packers, but then I look at the game and I'm like. So it's going to be in Green Bay. It's going to be in Lambeau. I'm taking Green Bay because I just don't think Drew Brees can get it done in the cold. He always struggles on the road anyways. So, I think that run game will be the difference maker if this game happens. So that so the NFC title match that we have on paper anyway is Green Bay against New Orleans. Two pretty good offenses. The, the, the better offense goes to Green Bay. The defensive side of the ball, though, is New Orleans, and it's not close. Mm-mm. I could see New Orleans winning this game. I definitely could. I could, I could see New Orleans Just winning this game. Just not in the cold is what put me over the edge. Um, it, it, no, it, I'll tell you right now, if it's sunny in 75, we're going to come back and I'm going to read. It, it's not going to be sunny <laughs> in 75 in Green Bay. Uh, it's just not going to be. Uh, man, my gut tells me to take New Orleans here, but Green Bay's just been too good. It's only it's only hot sauce. We're going New, New Orleans Saints to upset Green Bay here. It's only hot sauce, he says. It's only hot sauce. We're going to take the New Orleans Saints, and, and my reason behind that is I think New Orleans' defense is good enough that they could slow down the offense, and their offense is good enough to stay with Green Bay. Um, and, it, yes, it's a cold-weather game, but this could be Drew Brees' final season. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of motivation in New Orleans. They don't have to play the Minnesota Vikings this year, um, so they're probably breathing a sigh of relief. Um, but I, I just have to say that it's New Orleans Saints. On the opposite side of the bracket, we got the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Um, <laughs> two two probably the two best teams left in the Final Four overall. The both both the Bills and the Chiefs have pretty good defenses. Both teams have tons of firepower. Um, Tons of firepower on offense. It's going to be in Kansas City. It's going to be cold. But the Bills are used to playing in the cold. Um, I'm, I'm taking the Buffalo Bills on an upset against the Chiefs here. I mean, a lot of people were dubbing the Chiefs to be repeat offenders for the Super Bowl. Um, I, I just can't get on board with it. I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills to beat the Chiefs and make it to the Super Bowl. I'm going to – I'm going to. I, my heart says the Bills. Everything I like says the Bills. But, once again, it's only hot sauce. So, I'm going to put my Chiefs in the brackets. But, I, I, I just – if it's true that Patrick Mahomes has been playing down to his competition, then I think the Chiefs do win this game. But, I, my, I'm putting the Chiefs to win it. My honest reason behind myself not picking the Chiefs to go back is you just don't see a lot of repeat Super Bowl winners. You, you, know, you know, you're right. You don't. And, and for that reason – I'm going to say that the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills beat them. So, so here we, we are. Our Super Bowl is completely different. Completely no different. need for tiebreakers. I, but again, I I will say that. Well, I guess I, it is because we're going off most wins in the bracket. I, yeah, and I will say that I I could still be, I could would still be a hundred percent okay and and not shocked if it's the Chiefs versus the Packers. I wouldn't be. 
Um, I think that if those final are the final four teams in the championship weeks, AFC, NFC, I'm not going to be shocked, and it's going to be great football to watch. And I wouldn't be surprised to see either any of those four teams win and then win the Super Bowl. So realistically, you can't, I don't think you go wrong here. Um, tell, tell me your Super Bowl winner and why. Green Bay Packers, I think Aaron Rodgers gets himself another ring, solidifies himself as one of the greatest uh, quarterbacks of all time. I just I, – both their defenses struggle. Both their defenses have question marks. I just think the biggest issue with me choosing the Packers, and it does scare me, is the Chiefs have more firepower. Okay. But I think, I think Green Bay gets it done. I like their run game to keep the ball out of his hands. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers to win the Super Bowl. Okay, so I obviously have the Buffalo Bills against the New Orleans Saints here. Um, I want to pick the New Orleans Saints as a Falcons fan so Drew Brees can retire on a high note and leave and maybe let somebody else win the NFC South for a change. Nah. Um, but I'm, I'm not – Carolina? I, no, it'd probably be Tampa Bay again next year, unfortunately. Uh, or will be Tampa Bay next year, unfortunately. Uh, I, yeah, Brady's still there, I think so. I'm picking the Buffalo Bills to be the Super Bowl winner. To uh, break that 0-4 record? I am. I'm picking the Buffalo Bills to be the Super Bowl winner. The Bills Mafia is finally going to get to hold, hoist a Super Bowl trophy. Um, and Josh Allen's going to be the MVP. I, I really can't believe I've picked a team to win the Super Bowl that has no run game. Um, ESPN was talking, or uh, NFL Sunday Countdown was talking last weekend about there's only been two teams in the history of the Super Bowl make it that don't have a running back that averages 80 yards a game. Uh, so this would make three. Um, but I, I just think the Buffalo Bills' defense is good enough. Their offense is complete. Uh, I'm probably going to kick myself when they lose the first round to the Colts, um, and that would tank my bracket, and I'll be ready to do a hot shot sauce probably next week. Um, well, we happens. can redo this again and put some more, and put some more hot sauce we down. Could. <laughs> um, but I don't want to puke on a podcast. So I, I, I think the score is going to end up being 37 in the, for the Buffalo Bills to 24 for the Saints. Is my final score prediction. All right, so I'm going to go back. I think Devontae Adams wins the MVP as the Packers win the Super Bowl. Um, I know, not Aaron Rodgers. I like Adams to win it. Adams is such a difference maker for that team. And this game is going to turn out, let's say, 41 Green Bay. We'll just say 38 for the Chiefs. Thirty, Yeah, 38. We'll go 38-41. I don't know, kind of weird scores, but I like I like it. Okay, so so there you have it, folks. There's a few differences uh, after week one, and uh, the only other differences are Super Bowl teams. Um, and, and again, like I said, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I'll probably say it all, multiple times as the playoffs progress. There, I won't be shocked to see any of these teams win a Super Bowl. Absolutely uh, not from our final four teams. Anyway, oh, I was going to say I'd be shocked to see the Bears win the Super Bowl. Uh, I would be shocked to see the Bears win it. I'd be shocked. There's a lot of teams I'd be shocked. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of teams I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked to see Seattle pull a couple upsets and win. I wouldn't be shocked to see Tampa Bay win. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked to see the Ravens or the Titans come out hot and get yeah. themselves in there. Um, I, I can't. I can't get on board with saying either Cleveland or Pittsburgh though. I can't. Pittsburgh's too too shaky. And, and the Browns are the Browns. They'll do something dumb. And I can't get on board with saying the Colts have a chance because they just they really just don't. But I will say the Bears have a chance, man. They really, I really think the Bears do. Their defense is good enough. Um, if their offense keeps rolling, I guess. But I just they're they're playing real teams now, and we saw what happened week seventeen are, when they correct. played a real team. You're correct, but it wouldn't shock me. I'm just gonna say it wouldn't shock me. Washington Redskins. All right, you got hot shot. 
Washington football team will not win it because their quarterback play is lacking. Now, if they, if now they, Ron Rivera said they might put it on a carousel this week. Uh, well, if they do, they, well, it won't, have, it won't be Dwayne Haskins. Um, <laughs> well, but, why not? <laughs> but, but if too busy at the strip club. If Washington had a legit quarterback or even Fitz Magic or, or something of that nature, it'd be a little easier to see them moving on because that defense is good. And that de- Listen, I'm going to be the first one to say if Ron Rivera gets a decent quarterback in that system – and that defense continues to grow together, I wouldn't be shocked to see them make noise for a few years. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Ron Rivera loves his defense. He's, he's got what he wants. I wouldn't be surprised to see them add somebody in this draft because they're drafting low enough. I would not be surprised to see them add another defender late in the first, maybe go out and get a quarterback in the second to build up to a Ron Rivera guy. Absolutely. You could see a Mac Jones or a Kyle Trask or maybe even a, a Trey Lance slide to where they're at. Or they could trade up He's for that name. Don't be throwing that name out there too much. Yeah, well, I'm just, you know, we're just, I'm, I'm just saying that's definitely – which is, is sad that we're even saying that because, again, Alex Smith, hats off to the young man, old man. Um, much older than I am, but he's um, going to be—he's going to be an amazing mentor for whatever young quarterback they absolutely. can bring in. I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see them take him a quarterback late and completely mentor this kid. You got Alex Smith there, who has gone through the most trying of times to just bring himself. Heck, they talked about amputating his leg at one point. Alex Smith, it, and he's already been there. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but Alex Smith was the mentor to Patrick Mahomes, correct, for that first season. Yeah, he was. And then turned over the reins and then said, hey, it's he time for me to move on. A, a super unpopular uh, topic here, but he was also a mentor to Colin Kaepernick. Absolutely. In San Francisco. And then Kaepernick went on to win the Super or not win it. Make uh, the Super Bowl. Make the Super Bowl. Lost to the Ravens, but yes. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, there's some definitely there's out. some things there's some things to keep an eye on in the off season, um, and none more so than the fact that we have six head coaching vacancies. Absolutely, um, and some of the names that are that are out there um, for these vacancies too will also make a difference for your fantasy season um, moving forward. Um, you know, um, Eric Bieniemy's interviewing the offensive coordinator for the the Chiefs. That could um, reiterate some fall off um, there in Kansas City. Um, the ta- the Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith is interviewing. Um, that could that could make some things difference. Adam Gase not being in uh, the Jets will make a difference. Adam Gase not being interviewed, I don't think at all. He, I, to my to my knowledge, you're correct. But nonetheless, you got nonetheless one name is being interviewed right now, Mr. Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett with the Chargers, I believe. Yes, right? Yes. Yes. Um, Stay away. That's disgusting. Um, the the Jets. Fired Adam Gase, obviously, so there's a head coaching vacancy there. Thank the Lord! The uh, Lions fired uh, Matt Patricia. Yes. Um, and Bevel is still interviewing for that head coaching he is, job. He is. Um, the Chargers fired Anthony Lynn. That was kind of a shock. That one was. That one definitely took me by surprise. Because I thought he'd done great with Justin Herbert. The future looks good there. Um, but nonetheless, he got the, the boot. Um, another shocking one to me, uh, the Jaguars fired uh, Gus Malone. Um, who I thought um, would, you know, all things considered with what he'd done with that team, as depleted as it was, um, you know, some of the moves they'd made and the fact that they were getting Trevor Lawrence, I thought that might help them. Uh, Urban Meyer is the favorite to, to land that head coaching gig. Which then um, which then brings it up, is it is it Trevor Lawrence or is it Fields? Well, I would guess that it would be Trevor Lawrence because Urban Meyer was gone before Justin Fields transferred to Ohio State. But Urban Meyer was part of the recruiting process to get he Justin w- Fields 
prior to Fields going to Bama. Georgia, but Georgia, yes. Georgia, sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's true. Um, but I imagine Urban Meyer, as good as he was, probably was recruiting Trevor Lawrence as well. Probably. Um, just out of, you know, things that I've looked up and noticed – that Justin Field actually was a higher prospect coming into college than Trevor Lawrence was. Yes. Um, so. You know, um, let's round out these coaching things a little bit, and then we'll, we'll talk about something I know you want to talk about here. Um, you got the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans, to me, it should be a no-brainer for Eric Bieniemy to go there. Um, his play system and his play calling works so well because he's got Patrick Mahomes. Who's the most established Mobile young mobile quarterback out of all these teams. It's, Who's the closest one out of all these teams to a Patrick Mahomes esque? Yeah, I mean, maybe you could make an argument for Justin Herbert, but it's one one season. You can't really do it. Deshaun Watson, absolutely, is, he's done he, it with or without playmakers around. And he him. and he is a special guy. It would make a lot of sense for Eric Bieniemy to tie his 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 name to Deshaun Watson. Um, granted, the Texans. Head coaching vacancies probably not all that appealing. They don't have any early picks in the draft. Nope. Um, they're depleted. They're they're strapped in salary cap. Um, but nonetheless, there is Deshaun Watson, and that's something none of the other teams have to offer. And then, unfortunately, my Atlanta Falcons fired Dan Quinn this year. Um, unfortunately, so, aren't you rooting for that? For I, years? I, I love Dan Quinn. Um, I was a Dan Quinn, um, a voice for Dan Quinn, a voice for Matt Ryan, and a voice for Julio Jones, and all these fa- Falcons. Uh, fan pages where everybody else is calling for him. Um, yes, this year I did finally get on board with getting rid of Dan Quinn. Um, I, as a Falcons fan, I'd hate to see Matt Ryan and Julio Jones go. I don't believe Matt Ryan's the issue in Atlanta, um, but I do think the Falcons probably address quarterback at, at, in this draft. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. Fields going to the Falcons. It, it, it's a possibility. <laughs> um, I think if, if, if Fields doesn't go to the Jets at two, I think Fields does come home to Atlanta. If Fields is off the board, I'm not sure Atlanta takes Zach Wilson. I could see them waiting and taking a quarterback late because Matt Ryan is going to be a Falcon at least through 2021 due to the fact that his contract's a huge hit against us and we don't have any cap room as it is. So it would be nice to see somebody like Kyle Trask or Mac Jones or, or Trey Lance mentor behind him for a year, but we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Um, as a Falcons fan, I'm pulling for Eric Bieniemy. Um, but realistically, it makes more sense for Atlanta to hire a defensive-minded coach um, for the simple fact that our offense is pretty well set. There doesn't need to be much mentoring on the offensive side of the ball, whereas the defense um, is terrible. Um, so, again, things to keep an eye on if you um, have fantasy players on any of those teams in a dynasty or, or a keeper. Um, or just for next year, if you're, if you're really high on wanting to draft – Trevor Lawrence or, you know, Patrick Mahomes early. You know, if, if Eric Bieniemy being gone, that's worth taking a look at, hard absolutely, look at. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, one of the things I want to uh, talk about is Detroit there. You got uh, Swift being the running back there. Uh, Adrian Peterson, my guess, would be gone. If Bevel stays, Bevel is a run-first coach, run-first coach, run-first coach. Run yes. first coach, run is, first yes. coach. If he stays the offensive coordinator, I think Swift takes a huge, huge upgrade. Um, Carry so, on Johnson will be there and get – carries though as well yeah i think carry on johnson may get a few carries here and there um so i mean look for look at these coaches uh bevel he's run run first uh the enemy he likes to pull out the little the trick the, the flashy Gad, trick plays gadget guys are huge yes. for him so uh where they go is is this huge impact on fantasy um because if we'll just the prime example we'll just say bevel goes to 
uh, the Chargers. That team's going to become a more run-heavy team. So I don't think he even. I don't think they've even asked. I the doubt. Interview. I doubt. He oh, Jason Garrett goes to the Chargers. If they happen to sign him, which they've requested an interview with him, he'd love to run Zeke. Eckler could possibly take a boost. Eckler could possibly. You'd want to watch training camp to see that. Yeah. Because Eckler's not known as a runner. He's known as a th- more of a third down gadget pass catching back. Um, so. Somebody else in there may come sure. in and take some points too. Sure. So you definitely want to pay attention to these coaches, look at their history, make sure, and we'll we'll definitely as coaches get hired, we'll definitely talk about yeah. some histories. All right, that so way you know what to look at before before we finish this episode. Since we did do the MVP, the offensive rookie, the defensive rookie, that and the other, who is your Heisman winner, and why? I, I, Devontae Smith, I think, is the Heisman winner. I think, it, it, unfortunately, I think he's going to end up losing it to his quarterback because his quarterback had to throw him the ball. Um, but I'd like Smith to win the Heisman. I'd like it to break that trend. Yeah, I think it's going to end up ultimately being probably Mac Jones. Um, Trevor Lawrence would be the guy if he didn't miss time. Um, but I think it's ultimately going to end up being Mac Jones, um, you know, which. Alabama guys don't traditionally translate to the NFL well, um, so as far as fantasy goes. Um, but he falls into a New England or something like that. It could be a great fit for him. Um, and also, let's let's take the let's 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 look at the top top five draft picks. Okay, who now, went in the national championship? While you while you write down those names of uh, the, the Bama, Alabama. Okay. Since we were on the topic of college, we might as well throw that out there. So we got you got your what your your Jacksonville Jaguars at one, Jags at one, Jets, Jets at two. two, Miami at three, Falcons at four, and Bengals at five. So who goes number one in your mind? Who goes number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Urban Meyer goes there. I think Justice. I think Justin Fields goes number one. But all signs point, I'm going to say Trevor Lawrence because I honestly believe that's where it's going to be. Okay, I think I agree. Trevor Lawrence is is um, the number one player off the board. I, I, I think his body of work in the in college has been too good for him not to go. Now the question then becomes: Do the Jets believe they have their guy in Sam Darnold, or do they draft? A quarterback. You go first because I'm going to break this down a little bit on my mindset. So, my mindset is that Sam Darnold's been okay at times, not been great, but he hasn't had a lot of a lot of weapons around him. The defense has been atrocious, and we all know that the curse of Adam Gase is real. I tend to think the Jets might trade out of this pick for more for more picks. Great late. minds think a lot, but if they pick here. If the Jets pick here, my gut feeling is that the Jets couldn't take a weapon for Sam Darnold. But I'm not going to say that. I think if the Jets stay here and they end up saying Sam Darnold's their guy, Penny Sewell makes a lot of sense. I'm going to agree with you if the Jets stay there. But I think the Jets trade with the Bengals. The Bengals move up. Jets move back down to five. And I think the Bengals get Sewell there to protect their assets. And they won't have to give up too much because they're moving up only three spots. But I think the Jets go ahead and acquire themselves a second, maybe maybe a, a first round next year or something like that. But I think the Jets trade out of that spot. Okay, so the, so we're, we're saying that either way, Penny Sewell goes, the Oregon um, Ducks left tackle, 
goes at number two. Absolutely. Regardless if it's the Jets, the Bengals, the Falcons, any of them. Okay, so what do we think goes at number three to Miami? Obviously, you haven't seen a whole lot out of Tua. Miami could be a player for a quarterback, possibly. I don't think they will be. Um, I think I think Jamar Chase goes number three. Well, this is going to be our first different. Jamar Chase may be the best wide receiver in this draft. I think Tua makes his case to go for OE Faithful and in comes Smith as the wide receiver there I, in Miami. As a, as a Tua owner in fantasy, I'd be absolutely over the fence for that. I'd be over the fence for Jamar Chase because it gives Tua another weapon. Um, but I, I, I do think it's a wide receiver there either either way, whether, whether we're different in Chase and Smith or not. Um, again, the way we've got this here um, – is he's not off the board, so I already said it. If he's not off the board at four, the Falcons take Justin Absolutely. Fields. I'm in 110% agreement. I think he, he's the best fit. Gets to come home. If he struggles at time, you guys are you guys are in rebuild mode-ish. You have the big pieces. but well, I He's going to learn, regardless of who comes there, they're going to sit behind Matt Ryan until Absolutely. Matt Ryan gives somebody a reason to sit him. Um, he's paid, owed too much money. Um, he is a franchise all-time leader in everything quarterback-wise there. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, he we can cut him without a cap hit after the twenty twenty one season, which is what I think happens as long as we draft a quarterback here. Um, but Justin Fields, it just makes too much sense for the Falcons to pass on a guy like this. Uh, again, if he's off the board, I think they do pass on it, maybe trade out of it. Um, but it'll be interesting. So at five, we do have the the Cincinnati Bengals unless they trade. So you kind of you think it might be the Jets here, but right now it's the Bengals. Okay. So we've got. <coughs> We've got Trevor Lawrence off the board. We've got Penny Sewell off the board. We've got Jamar Chase off the board. We've got Justin Fields off the board. What are the Bengals doing at five if they stay? Adding to their defense. Yeah, I think who? Who? I'm not sure. You got Sutain there. You got what? Parsons is his name. Yeah, I think um, it's I think it's Micah Parsons from Penn State. He yeah. sat out this year, but he's by far the best defensive candidate. As much as I'd love them to add Chase, I just don't, and I really don't see four offensive players going in the first four picks. But I think they have to add a defensive player. Now, it is worth noting, I could see Patrick Sertan going to the Falcons at four. Um, I, I, the, my, the three names as a Falcons fan that I've looked at that make the most sense for us is Penny Sewell, Micah Parsons, and um, Sertan. But, again, Fields makes sense if he's there. I don't know Especially if he will Especially with the be. new head coach wanting his own weapon. Yes. Uh, so, it'll be interesting to see how that draft shakes out. Again, we will have draft coverage. We'll, me and Walker will probably do a couple mock drafts, at least through the first round, maybe. Um, maybe a little less. We'll see how we get into it with the playoff coverage um, and what we get into in the offseason. But, nonetheless. Um, we'll go through picks for 6 through 10 next week. Okay, we can do that. After six we break down our games. We can do that next week. But we'll, and then we'll, we'll after we get through the first round, we'll rewrap it up and see where we're at with our top Absolutely. 32. And Absolutely. See, what it, see, what see if maybe like. we want to make any changes, too. Or if we want to make another hot shot bet. <laughs> hot shot! So, without further ado, we broke down the playoffs for you guys this week. Broke down the big three. Talked about some Rookie of the Year candidates, MVP, some other things. Um Congrats if you had a Week 17 championship. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure you've heard it plenty of times. But nonetheless, stay hungry. Stay fat, my friends.